listening to Over the Oxo podcast with Tracy Cole for all things to do with the mind for equestrians. I'm talking today about perfectionism and specifically perfectionism as riders. So there's not too much wrong with perfectionism if it's healthy and you're striving towards something you're working hard, you're enjoying yourself, you're able to see the progress that you've been making and, you know, you're just having fun, but you want to get things right and you want to look the part and you want to ride better, more accurately, with more precision and so on. So there's not absolutely nothing wrong with that side of perfectionism. That's quite healthy. You set goals, you start to work towards them, you find stepping stones and so on. No problem at all. But as with everything that we seem to do and think as human beings, there's always a threshold that when we go too far and we step over the threshold that things start to unravel and become really difficult and they can induce anxiety and frustration and huge disappointment. So bogged down in those details, we get so frustrated, so upset. And I think we can all relate, even if we're not classed as perfectionists all the time, we can relate to something that we've done and it's just driven us mad And whether we've actually achieved the goal is another thing. But whilst in that kind of melee, we've been in that fog, we've not been able to see the bigger picture. We've been so focused, so concentrated on one little thing. And it's it's very much to our detriment, to our mental health, but also your physical health, because, you know, mental health impacts physical health and your emotional health also is really, really put to the test. So I want to talk about that side of perfectionism when we cross that barrier, when we start to feel uncomfortable, we feel emotional, we feel like we'll never be able to do it. I want to talk about that, I want to break it down, talk about what's going on inside our head. I want to talk about how to get around it, how to become a recovering perfectionist. So if you're an absolute stickler for detail, then I like to think of it a little bit like a ladder. And the sticklers for detail, I think, are at the bottom of the ladder. So they're down in the details. They are the people who are really, really picky, usually with themselves. Usually they're a lot kinder to everybody else, but they are people who see and focus on the tiniest thing. And and it may be, as we said before, in a healthy perfectionism, these tiny things are the things that make the difference. But I'm talking again in that maladaptive way where we're focusing a little bit too much on the detail. At the opposite end of this big, big, tall ladder are the big picture people. And you can think of, I always think of the ladder going up into the clouds because that's often where their thinking is. They're seeing huge pictures at this end of the ladder um they are very much blue sky thinking they are not concerned with details um 
And again, this has its pros and cons. We can think about these people being the absolute diametric opposite of the perfectionists. Now, some people who are down in the details, and again, I'm talking in a negative way, too much into the details, too overly focused on the details, some of those people are naturally big picture thinkers. So left to their own devices, without having to think about riding or anything else in life and just kind of pottering through life, they would be naturally big picture thinkers. And it's just one of the filters in the mind. Some some people are big picture thinkers naturally. Some people are detailed thinkers naturally. So some of the people who are having problems with perfectionism are going against their natural filter. So this is what's making them uncomfortable. So they are in the details when their mind is all set up for nice big picture or bigger picture. And so this makes them feel very, very uncomfortable because what their mind is trying to do is trying to see everything in big picture. That's the way it's naturally set up. But there's been a little bit of an override because we want then to have the same amount of detail that we think is required. So we're almost trying to do two things at once. We're trying to be big picture, see everything, but at the same time, see everything in massive detail. And we just can't do that. We overstretch our brain far too much. You can't think in big picture and detail necessarily at the same time. Think about, you know, a project manager. A project manager who has many projects on the go that they're overseeing. And each of these projects is run by a manager. And then the manager has several people working more at grassroots level on the problem on the project. Now, the, the project manager, project leader, right at the top of the tree, cannot know the same type of day-to-day detail as each one of the people at the lower end of the tree who are actually doing all the footwork. Um, so you, you just cannot hold that amount of information that amount of detail in your mind all at the same time. And this is what we're doing sometimes if you're a perfectionist, you're trying to have that massive overview of all different types of things. And this will include things outside of riding, your home life, your work life, maybe if you're trying to study as well. There'll be a whole range of aspects of life that you have a big picture on, but you're wanting to see everything in minute detail down to, you know, the absolute finest detail of a dressage movement, something like that. And that's where we come undone a little bit because we just can't do that. And eventually that causes a a huge amount of stress. Alternatively, You can be a detailed person. So naturally speaking, you like to be in the details. You prefer to know things in detail that you're interested in. 
But for your riding, you've slipped even deeper into detail. So you've gone into the tiniest, tiny, tiny little details. And when we do that, we often find that we kind of mismatch with ourselves. So what I mean is you might have a picture in your head or you might have uh, an idea of what you want to be able to do or be. And we find that generally speaking, you're probably on the right track. So generally speaking, is coming a little bit higher up the ladder. But as we go further down, as we take each rung down and down and down into the detail, you start to see that actually, although, I don't know, let's take, um, oh, I don't know, shoulder in, you know, you're, you're trying to perfect shoulder in, that generally speaking, slightly higher up the ladder, yeah, you can do it and your horse can do it. It might be a little bit messy, might not be perfect for every stride, but yeah, you can do it. So big picture, yeah, you can do it and you know what you're meant to be doing. As you go down the rungs of detail, then you start to think, "Mm, I don't get every stride quite right. Um, Or maybe my horse's head or, or neck isn't quite where it should be and you start to mismatch what you what you're trying to do so you try you're starting to see more and more where you deviate from perfection so this second class of perfectionists like the detail it's where their mind filter is but they've kind of drifted even deeper And this is where the discomfort comes from. So what can we do to get out of that perfectionist thinking and into a thinking that's healthier? We simply want to do the riding better. We want to improve, want to learn, want to practice, but we don't want it to become such an obsession that it's causing us mental and emotional stress. So there's a couple of things to think about here. The first thing is that I want you to consider what you are trying to do in a perfect sense. Are you trying to do too many things? So remember those people who like the big picture, they like to see everything in front of them, but they like everything to have detail. And you can't work on everything all at once. So it doesn't matter what style of riding you're doing, you need to focus on one aspect and do that for the time that it takes to learn that particular aspect or a time that it, you know it, it that you can take yourself to a level that is good for what you want to do before you move on to an, perfecting another aspect. So taking those things one at a time. And sometimes that's really difficult because, you know, you want to learn several things at once, but actually learning several things at once, everything becomes a bit scatty. Nothing gets perfected. Whereas if you work with an instructor or trainer or coach and you get their advice 
on what you need to hone in on first of all and then you'll see progress. The second thing to think about is that ladder again and being right at the bottom of the ladder. And if this is making you feel uncomfortable, take a few rungs upwards. And as you go upwards and you start to pass through less and less detail and it becomes more and more big picture, just hold on to the ladder for a moment. Just pause where you are on that rung and think to yourself, could I have done this last year? Could I have done this two years ago? Could I have done this last week? And so you're stepping back. Well, actually, you're stepping up a ladder, but you know what I mean? You're, you're taking yourself out of yourself and you're looking to see where you've come from and where you've got to. And that's huge. That's probably one of the most underestimated things that we can do inside our heads because we get so bogged down in the details. We forget that a certain time ago, we couldn't even have imagined of doing this. So we need to just kind of appreciate that Rome wasn't built in a day. And as you come up the ladder and you start to see the bigger and bigger, bigger, bigger picture, and maybe you start to appreciate that maybe you work full time, maybe you're a full time parent, maybe you're the only parent in the family, maybe you've got lots of kids and dogs and cats and donkeys and horses to look after, maybe life is really, really busy. And although you love your riding and it's your escape, maybe the pressure that you put onto yourself isn't from your riding, it's from everything else. And so step back and appreciate that you're not a full-time rider. You can't ride five or six times a day. And so your progress is going to be a little bit slower than somebody who can ride five or six times a day and give yourself a pat on the back just for getting on and just having a go. The next thing that we're thinking about is just think about the type of thinking that you're in when you're in that perfection mode and you're down at the bottom of the ladder. Are you thinking that Whatever you're trying to do is an all or nothing thing. Are you in black and white thinking? And I know I've been in this thinking, not necessarily with riding, but with other aspects of life, especially work. And when I was younger with being a student and so on and wanting to do well. And, you know, it was either I got a good grade or, well, why bother kind of thing. And it's so unhealthy to be in that kind of thinking. It's so unhealthy because what it makes you do is push yourself harder. And you might be pushing yourself physically harder, but usually it's mentally harder. You've been really, really tough on yourself. You've been far more critical than you ever would be with a fellow rider or someone that you teach or someone that you ride with or a friend. You're being really nasty 
really horrid. <laughs> um, you know, so you don't get to do what you what you're trying to do in your in your time that you're riding. So you didn't achieve it. So did the world cave in? And that black and white thinking is really, really tough. So as with everything with mindset, the first thing is the awareness that you're doing it. Think to yourself, am I thinking, if I don't get this, I may as well give up riding. Or if I don't achieve um, such and such, you know, certain percentage on my dressage test, then what's the point? Um, if I don't get a clear round, if I don't get to hack around the loop that I usually do and feel good, or if we have a spook at those pigs again, then I'm just going to give up. Is your thinking as black and white as that? How can you bring in the grey? How can you bring in something that smooths things over? How can you give yourself praise for where you already are? And I know that sounds, always sounds a little bit kind of trite to me. Um, Give yourself praise, pat yourself on the back. Um, But what it does to your unconscious mind is fabulous. Because your unconscious mind is like this little five-year-old kid. And it's trying so hard for you. It really is putting all its effort in. And imagine a child then, about a five-year-old, just trying all the time, all the time trying, whether that's trying to ride a bike or trying to do something at school, trying to write their name. And and you just keep saying, that's not very good. Look at your handwriting. That's rubbish. I can hardly read that. Or, you know, you can't even ride a bike without stabilisers. How rubbish is that? Imagine that child, imagine the impact on that child if you did that. And yet we do it to ourselves. We we don't give ourselves any praise. So again, think about the child who never gets any praise, but puts in 100% effort 100% of the time. Um, and think about instead of praise, all they get is criticism harsh criticism. So by giving yourself a bit of praise, might feel a bit odd, but go with it. It actually helps your mind to go, oh, well, I'm doing a good job. Oh, I can work even harder for you. And how would that be? The last thing I want to talk about is expectations. Expectations are fabulous they are something that's not really talked about in NLP, but they should be inserted into NLP because our expectation often carries us into success. But again, that expectation has to be in the bounds of reality. Excessive expectation leads to massive disappointment, as we know. So just have a little step back again go up your ladder. What are your expectations? What are your expectations for this riding session? What are your expectations for this lesson or this clinic or this competition? It might not be that your expectation is in line with where you're up to. 
and just realign those two things. And lastly, I want to give you a quote. This quote is from a fabulous lady and fabulous rider. This is my sponsored rider, Gemma Moss. And Gemma works at Interlevel in dressage. Um, She's working towards Grand Prix and we'll definitely get there. Um, She's the former MCI double European champion at dressage. So she knows her stuff. And she said something to me that's always stuck in my mind. She said, allowing myself to make mistakes makes me braver. And by that, she meant that by just kind of releasing herself, giving herself that permission to make a mistake, it took the pressure off and it made her ride slightly differently because you can't just ride technically at that level. You know, you you, you have to have a little bit of flair, shall we say, at that level. That is the difference that makes the difference. So if you ride very, very clinically and very, very properly, and there's no, there's no kind of, not exactly flamboyance, but you know what I mean, there's no personality to the test, then you'll score well, but you probably won't win. And so that's what she meant by it makes her braver, takes the pressure off. It just makes her able to stamp her personality onto her test. So have a little think about that. Let me know how you get on. Thanks ever so much for listening. Take care and I'll see you again very soon. 